Welcome to Rage Against the Mainstream, your full spectrum source for all things music, insight, and opinion. My name is Bill, and I'm joined here today with Connor, Steve, Dude. and Yo. Will. Welcome, Will. From Will. Basement Box Office. Welcome hey, guys. Back. How's William, everybody doing? William, yeah. William. Would you like to introduce yourself for our humble listeners? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, this is actually my third time on here, but uh, yeah, I'm Will. I'm but you from, have some uh, credibility behind you today. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Now I have uh, my own podcast, uh, The Basement Box Office, uh, that me and Bill do on the side. Uh my side piece. Side piece, yeah. It's uh, pretty exciting stuff, you know. You probably part should check the, it out uh, sometime. Yeah, definitely part of the uh, RATM uh, family. Yeah, they kind of took yep. me under their wing, you know. Yeah, it's a sister company. Yes, <laughs> definitely the sister, not the brother. I'll take uh. you over. <laughs> it's 2020, gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. Set the game up. For those of you listening on the day that it comes out, today is January 13th, 2020. Has anyone encountered anything new or interesting? Within the within this last week, Connor, you look excited. Uh, well, Tame and Powell has been dropping tracks from their upcoming uh, fourth album, "Slow the Rush." Border Borderlines worth a listen. Nice. Um, they've got a couple tracks out, but that that's like the one that they put out first. It's pretty good. They also did uh, it might be time or something, something like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. What do you got, Steve? Um, actually, I'm gonna take it back to last decade. Still haven't found anything of worth here yet in 2020. Even though we're only a few weeks in, um, not even but, two yet. Yeah, my um, I actually I have a uh, band I highly enjoy. The band is um, called Sodom. They're a German thrash band. They're quintessential of the thrash scene. They released a EP in November of last year. Um, the name of the EP is uh, Out of the Frontline Trench. It's got uh, five songs on it. One of them's a live track, three originals, and a re-recording of Agent Orange from their, my opinion, their best work, Agent Orange, self-titled uh, alone. Um, but, it, dude, it's... it's Bill, like I, you're the only one I could recommend this to because yeah. you get it. Oh, I, mean, I know I know Sodom. Yeah, dude. I mean, because they're like, they're always in that huge blind. Like, they're almost death metal, but not. And, like, their yeah. thrash capability, like, they have such groovy, fucking catchy riffs and... You know, I mean, it's just, it's good fucking music to me. But yeah, definitely that album. Highly recommend. Hell yeah. What about you, Will? Um, yeah, so I just recently heard um, a song from the band Beartooth. It's called You Never Know. It's off uh, their third album, Disease. came out in 2018. Nice. Uh, yeah, I heard it the other day. It was pretty good. I enjoy it. So at least. They're definitely one of those bands that are on like the up and coming. Right, yeah. Like if they're already not like here, they're definitely on their way up. Right. My newer interesting this week is the song Tempest from the band Woven War off their debut album, Woven War. Um, for those of you who don't know, Woven War is the band that As I Lay Dying did when Tim Lambesis got uh, convicted of uh, trying to kill his wife. Uh, wow. This is basically As Big I Lay AC Dying. Big fan, I guess. <laughs> this is basically As I Lay Dying without Tim Lambesis and... This this album was actually extremely good. This is all the good parts of As I Lay Dying. I mean, I know no one here is really a giant fan of the band. I know Steve has a little bit of 
history with them, I guess. Yeah, an ocean between us. Yeah. With Indestruction. Like, it's funny because, like, I always attribute As I Lay Dying to Tim Lambesis and his, like, vocal capabilities and vocal abilities. But once you take him out of the equation, you realize that that core group of everyone in that band is what drives it. And the bass player, dude, I forget his name. He's got an incredible, incredible voice. But, you know, that's a woven war. Tempest. On this day in music history. 1965, Bob Bob Dylan records Farewell Angelina, a landmark song in the evolution of his surrealist songwriting process. The recording, however, doesn't see the light of day until it's released on the bootleg series 1, 2, 3, rare and unreleased over 25 years later. Yeah, I was going to say, I never heard of that fucking Bob Dylan song. <laughs> nah, me either. Have you? Yeah. You have? Yeah. It's good? Uh, uh, Bob <laughs> Dylan surrealism, that doesn't seem yeah, like it nah, really it's, makes um, sense. It's like Lou Reed's Berlin. It's just, yeah. Uh, we don't need more abstract from already abstract. Um, but he's another one, dude. We talked about last week with like the YouTube situation with Radiohead. Yeah. You, Bob Dylan shit ain't on YouTube. No. You can Google him and he'll come up with like bootlegs and fucking like uh, weird okay. live sessions that are recorded. But yeah, you can't get audio studio versions of his songs on YouTube. Huh. Yeah, he's got a thing a like guy. that. Give him time. Now that uh, yeah, once it counts, that shit. <laughs> Bob's gonna be like, oh, well, fucking baby. Mariah Carey just went to number one with the fucking Christmas song from like nineteen ninety one. Oh my god! Yeah, I think one. that happens like every year though. Yeah, yeah. we're not doing that. We're I think I shit. think this is the first time it actually went back to number one though. Like, oh okay, yeah. Two, it always like, goes back to times. the charts. Yeah, but it never hits one. That's funny. I'm like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. That's my favorite Christmas song. 1968, Dr. Casey Pollock of the University of Florida Audio Laboratory reports that tests have determined rock and roll concerts cause damage in teenagers' ears. What? Really? Yeah. What did you say? You Captain say. fucking obvious over here at <laughs> fucking University of Florida. Huh? <laughs> you got to figure in 1968, though, that was like before like Woodstock. they had any type. But yeah, but they didn't Loud have the, ass well, you shit think they, might hurt your hearing. Yeah, but that's like, you know, that was before anybody could actually come out and say it. So you figure from like a uh, psychologist or a sociologist standpoint, like I can get something published on something that nobody's talked about yet. That's fucking obvious as shit. That's like yeah. being like, yeah, if you wear Timberlands for 10 years yeah. instead of fucking Nike joggers, your fucking legs might be a little more tired or some shit. <laughs> like, if you don't drink water, you might become dehydrated. Yeah. Like, if you wear Chuck Taylors as opposed to fucking Nike trainers, your fucking arches of your feet are yeah. going to collapse. <laughs> Yeah. Congratulations. You're a fucking genius. Oh, Jerk yeah. off. Also 1968, Johnny Cash plays two shows for inmates at Folsom Prison in California. Unlike his previous prison concerts, they are recorded and packaged into his acclaimed live album at Folsom Prison. Love that album. I'm stuck at Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging I took a on. shot of cocaine and I shot a woman now. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him. Die. That's such a good uh, album, though. That I mean, you take away, keeps blowing. Yeah, all down to say. Like, I, I really have a thing for like live albums, and I'll. That's one I can definitely. That's probably actually like the first thing I'll put on by Johnny Cash if I'm going to listen to something from front live to back. Live Folsom. It's probably his best album. Yeah, honestly. it's just really. Yeah, yeah that is uh, definitely definitely up there. 1972, Aretha Franklin performs the first two concerts at the New Temple Missionary Baptist Church in Los Angeles that are recorded for her live album, Amazing Grace, which sells 2 million copies when it is released in June. Film footage is also shot, but the documentary doesn't appear until 2019 after Franklin's death. 
So they sat on this fucking movie for like 40 years. Well, it, <laughs> her fam, she probably was in control of her estate still. And then her family yeah. hired people to be in control of it. And they were like, yeah, you want to make money or. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's they fucked up. doing shit. I think it's crazy. They held on to a movie for that long. Yeah. Oh, it's just concert footage that they turned yeah. into a movie. Um. 1976, seven employees of Brunswick Records and Dakar Records are tried on charges of withholding more than $184,000 in artist royalties. Cases eventually thrown out, but the repercussions of the defendants are reputations. Or reputations of the defendants are irreparably damaged. Brunswick Records aren't they? Uh, aren't they a subsidiary of uh, you know Brunswick Bowling? Uh yeah. Are yeah, they? yeah, that's why that's one of our competitions. They don't get many uh, purveyors of See, the, they bowling down institution. the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, I was actually going to move down here. They were going to have me relocate and actually be a yeah, they fucking blew I actually, out. dude, guess what? What I'm fucking uh, disinfecting shoes now. They promoted me. Oh shit! I forgot oh, to wow. mention that. That's yeah. great. It's good. Man. Yeah, dude. Congratulations, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's excellent. I mean, the smells. Uh, you know, you get used to them, but hey, yeah. you know, you just take yeah. that bottle of disinfectant. You have a good time. I get paid a minimal <laughs> salary of eleven thousand dollars a year. I'm below the poverty limit. I'm on welfare and I'm on Medicaid. I'm having a good fucking time up yeah, in Wichita. Sounds great. It's glad nice. to be down here from time to time. Sounds like anybody's dream. Yeah, it was a dream of mine. Soon I'll be making fifteen a year, and I'll be uh, I'll be set. <laughs> I can bring a bunch of kids in here and put them on the welfare system yeah. too. Shakedown, nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> the YMCA files a lawsuit against Village People for their hit single. You guessed it, YMCA, claiming the song is defaming to their organization. The suit is not only dropped, but the YMCA adopts the song as their non-official commercial jingle after seeing the huge popularity boost the group brings them. Later, the U.S. Navy recruits the village people to try to work similar magic for Navy recruitment. It's kind of funny because we talked about this last week of them yeah. being on the Dick Clark show. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't know what the Navy was thinking there. N-A-V-Y. Probably that's that's not exactly. The, the, the village people didn't exactly target the demographic that might be considering joining the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think venture so. Venture to guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't discriminate here at Rage Against the Mainstream, but obviously, just for general principle, Ge- yeah, it makes the most sense. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like you're you know. not going to go to a limited two or whatever and fucking be like, "Hey, girls, exactly. what do you think about the Navy?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't make too much sense. Um, yeah. 1984, the BBC bans the Frankie Goes to Hollywood song "Relax" due to sexual content. The controversy generates tremendous interest in the song, which reaches number one in the UK the following week. Relax. Don't do it. I like that song. Yeah, it's a good song. Later repopularized in the Zoolander film. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like the trigger? (laughs) Yeah. Like when that song came on? Yeah. 1986. Mugatu. Ozzy Osbourne is taken to court by the parents of John McCollum, a depressed teenager who shot himself while listening to Ozzy's song, Suicide Solution. Parents claim that their son was driven to suicide by Ozzy's song. The court later throws out the case. Have you ever heard the song, Suicide Solution? I believe so, but I can't remember it. It literally has nothing to do with suicide. Or I, thought it does that have... was, I thought that was a 90s song. No, I guess no it was off of Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, okay. Like, um, Suicide Solution is literally an anti-suicide song. Yep. Like anti-suicide. That's why the case was thrown out because they probably looked at the fucking lyrics and was like, "You guys are a bunch of assholes." I mean, like literally, hundreds of kids have killed themselves citing Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah. They're not taking fucking, you know, the state of Kurt Cobain to fucking, you know, court. 
Well, there was that huge issue too. Judas Priest was actually brought into that case, I believe. Um, because I think Judas Priest had a separate case or a similar case, and then Ozzy Osbourne actually came out in defense of them because that's when they started attributing like heavy metal in general stemming from this is like a reason for like a rise in suicides at this point in the 80s. Yeah, because there was a huge thing about Judas Priest. Um, saw this video where like two kids, they shot themselves. One of them actually lived. Um, and then like that was like the testimony was like the heavy metal. And then you have like the whole parents influence. Like my kid's been listening to the Satan music. Yeah. That's probably why they're acting like this, you know. And well, this just, is probably right around the time like the PMRC and all that other shit. And yeah. Parental advisory stickers. And yep. We've yeah, all seen Street content. Compton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2003, British police arrest the Who guitarist Pete Townsend as part of their Operation Or Sting operation to crack down on child pornography. Townsend admits to having indecent images of children, but insists that he was doing research for an upcoming book dealing with his own experience with sexual abuse. He is placed on the Sex Offenders Registry for five years. How do you feel about this? I'm torn because on the one hand, the British police tends to represent pedophiles and they arrested him, but then he had pictures of kids on his computer. Like, what kind of fucking what? But he's writing a book. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. What kind is, of book do you have to fucking write yeah, to what, have naked what is pictures this book? of kids? Did he finish this fucking book or what? If he ha- if he was abused as a child, why would you need pictures of naked children so you could you know write a book about your experience? Well, he might have been like reporting on other kids' the, naked the bodies that were abused. Yeah, I don't but, get it. I don't understand how it makes a connection. You know? Yeah. These these naked children bring back my memories from when I was abused. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Like why? Like I don't know, man. Pete Townsend's a fucking weird guy. Yeah, I uh, I'm one of those big attributors to saying like, yo, I get it with the issues, and I obviously will never say that I'm a Pete Townsend fan, but like I will never deny the music the Who produced. But put it this way. Anytime I hear that fucking Pete Townsend song on the radio, I fucking hate that song. And then that song triggers me to remember, like, that dude's a pedophile, straight up. <laughs> like, that is the one where, Connor, I'll, like, get down with it, where I say, like, like I will not support Pete Townsend's music. I think it already hurt, starts because I fucking hate that song. Yeah, but yeah, I really so enjoy it. He talking. claims he's, like, crusading against it. Yeah. Um... But, like, see, Ashton Kutcher does that same shit, but then he was at that party in 2008 or whatever uh, with the, the, the princess's 16th birthday in Britain that had Epstein at it, that had uh, oh, shit. Weinstein at it. And it's like, so you're Mr. Crusader against these child sex abuses, and then you're at the fucking royal shebang with them? Like, he's, he's going Why, why don't you go tackle them? Like, he's yeah. covert operations, dude. He's going undercover. He hasn't done a spy movie, has he? he Will, you're he the movie guy. To. No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. It's strange days we live in. <laughs> However, I will uh I will come to the defense of no Pete Townsend for a second. For Doors fans out there. <laughs> not taken. I do enjoy that Pete Townsend song only in the context I like of Look Who's my Talking. Love open the door. Fucking hate that Look song. Who's Talking. It's immediately what I think Let of. My love open the door. I hate it. <laughs> I do prefer the George Harrison hit of the same era, Got My Mind Set on You. <laughs> also, I believe featured in Look Who's Talking, one of those movies. I got my mind set on you. I don't know what movie, which one that was in. It was in something from then. Anyway, I associate those two songs together. Not sure if there's an actual <laughs> concrete connection, but. I do enjoy that song, however. Yeah. It, fun fact, people think George Harrison was the silent Beatle, but he had the first solo number one hit. And the final solo number one hit. Sadly, they were his only two number one hits. 
<laughs> music news. Today in music news, January 13th, 2020. First thing we got here is uh, Denny's Restaurant unknowingly becomes a concert venue complete with a mosh pit. Uh, a Denny's Restaurant in Santa Ana, California unknowingly became a concert venue complete with a mosh pit. The concert ensued when a 17-year-old rented the banquet room for a birthday party. The manager of the Denny's apparently had no idea a punk band would be playing inside of the restaurant. As the crowd and the music grew, a mosh pit formed and the restaurant was trashed, leaving the 17-year-old with a hefty bill. The band was said to have started a GoFundMe to help raise funds to pay for all the damage. Did you see the funny. video? No. It's fucking awesome, dude. Is it? Yeah. I, I saw I a, play a show in a Denny's. I play a show in a Denny's. Or go to a Denny's. It's funny because the one <laughs> video I saw, they made like kind of like, not a meme out of it, but like one of those just like, it's a funny video. So yeah. I'm watching it and there's this part where they pan out and they look back at the counter where people sit and there's just like, was it like 40 something year old man just sitting there like <laughs> trying to enjoy his coffee i think this is a different video that you're talking about no no you're thinking of the, the one hardcore where it's band. like wake the fuck wake up, up Denny's. Denny's. no this is a totally <laughs> different one it's like very similar but it doesn't start off with the like it's already happening oh my god and like you so see funny. some people sitting down some people on tables it's like a it, they, there's no clearing really like they're like almost still tables and chairs yeah. but i'm saying there's like this one part where they pan out and there's this like guy drinking his coffee like in the way back and like the camera <laughs> zooms in on his face but then there's like other videos that surface where you actually get to see the show and like dude it's that's funny yeah, they fuck the place up like that instantly makes me think of that video from a while ago with the fucking hardcore band yeah it's dude and, like, very the fucking fat screamer kids like what the fuck is up denny's yeah and boom denny's should start doing it just like denny's are closing all over the place yeah, you got like, nothing to lose you know, yeah, whatever you, you can to do to fucking bring in the cash Move some tables jesus next thing here in music news is spotify in quotes taste buds feature to allow music discovery through your friends Spotify has been making a lot of changes to their service over the past year, and it looks like they are aiming to expand their social sharing features more going forward. According to The Verge, the streaming service will be testing a new feature allowing users to look through their friends' listening habits to discover new music for themselves. The new, the new feature deemed Taste Buds allows users to search through people they follow to see what songs they play most. I think that's pretty neat. Sounds like the government watching everybody. Totally. Yep. Well, if they fucking went on my Spotify, they'd be like, what the fuck's things. the matter with this guy? Yeah. They'd fucking go on my Spotify and be like, why does this asshole have Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas? <laughs> followed by fucking... On repeat. Yeah, followed by it fucking please. South of Heaven, followed by fucking death. But here's the thing. It's like, how much do people really care from a different... Like, Because, for instance, yes. like I yeah. remember at the end of the year, people were posting their end-of-year wrap-ups yeah. from Spotify. Apple Music doesn't have that, so like I didn't even know about that. So here I am... I got away from Facebook. I'm trying to fucking hide. Some people found me, yeah. which I'm very fucking upset about. We're not <laughs> even going to discuss. You're a hard guy to get a hold of. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so there's certain situations where like I was seeing stuff where it was popping up and I could see the colors and I clicked on it and boom, it's like someone's most listened to, you know, favorite genre. And like, I get it because like at that point, like people use music as a way of like, look at me. This is the type of personality I have because I can totally judge someone. Yeah. If I'm going to like you based on your music taste, that's like a starting point. If I haven't already met you, I mm -hmm. will. I knew you before I knew your music taste. So you're a uh, well, grandfather. Your grandfather. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill also has his moments as well, but he's, <laughs> you know, definitely grandfathered in. Like I said, when people share that. Like I said, for me, like I would want to share that for almost like like for instance, I didn't obviously do it because I couldn't. But if I'm sharing that, it's almost like, hey, look at me. 
Yeah. But then I'm thinking about like, the people I'm sharing it to because even people that I saw that had similar mu- I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like I that's not going to like Oh wow, like you listen to the Misfits 87% of your time this year. Like we're <laughs> fucking friends. Like no, dude, it's just that's You listen cool. to Omerta 122 times this year? Yeah, like cool. Let's go get a fucking cup of coffee together. Yeah, Let's exactly. have a discussion about I'm life. I'm not going to lie, when it's I get a new in the dating with opportunities there, you know. See, but that's hey, a, I think yo, that's a different perspective. That's a good though. idea. We're going to copyright that shit. People, yeah, you know? but see that's the thing. I think that's the perspective cuz I'm very old in the sense of like a dating atmosphere cuz I've been yeah. in two relationships in the past decade. Like Marie was five years, and now Becky's going on six. Yeah. So right. you figure I have no clue what it's like to use things like that because I don't make fucking friends. I don't want any friends. Yeah. Half of my friends fucking died, <laughs> and I have a very small group now that are like you know on the right track. Am yeah. I on your group, Steve? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like I said, oh, grandfathered thanks. in. I appreciate we would be sitting a foot away from each other, touching knees if you weren't. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm making me breathe heavy. Anyway, <laughs> um, but again, this whole Spotify thing. Um, I yeah, I think it's like for your perspective, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But then the sharing purposes, I guess I'm not understanding it because again, if someone shared it to me from my point of view, that's not going to make me like, wow, like cool. I want to talk. Like, what is the gain here? Well, I guess I mean, in a way, if you think about it, we're kind of technically doing that here on every episode we have. Like, hey, this is what I heard that was new or interesting this week, and this is what I think you should listen to. You know at the end of this week going into next week. So I think, I don't know. I think that it's pretty neat. Um, I don't really see besides trying to show off to your friends about how eclectic your fucking music taste is or, you know, how sporadic your fucking listening goes. But all in all, I think it's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm a little torn between the whole concept of it only because, you know, I feel like the music I listen to is for me. So, like, I don't, I don't understand why other people, unless I, if I want you to listen to something that I'm enjoying, I'm just going to share it with personally, you. straight up. Yeah, like I'm not going to be like wait to the end of the year, like, hey, I, you know, I listen, I listen to Creed 175 times. Like, <laughs> maybe there's certain people, you know, everybody's got that dirty little secret of music they listen to too. So, like, maybe you don't want yeah. that shit broadcast everywhere. And like Steve said, maybe I just don't give a fuck what other people listen to, and I don't want yeah. them to know what I listen to. Exactly. I mean, I, you didn't mention whether or not it's something an application you can block or you just utilize. It to send it to certain yeah, I people think you or, just utilize it. I don't so think you it's can anything. just literally take it and send it to people you want. So yeah, it's not exactly. like any random person can pick and listen to what I'm listening to. Exactly. Oh, okay. I, th- well, I think that it's something you have sense. to share. That's literally like somebody has to literally want to like show off and spend their time sending out this uh, yeah. list of music. Yeah, because like I said, with the whole personal connection, like I'm sure Spotify allows you to do it too. Where on Apple Music, if I'm listening to something, if somebody else has Apple Music, I can directly send them an album. Yeah, right. So that's what I typically do. Like, me and Becky, me and my friend Tommy, me and my friend Jane, like, I'll even send shit to you just mm-hmm. to share, but, like, I know you can't listen to it on the same platform, but exactly. just to share to you. Um, but that's, like, the thing. Like, if I'm doing it, I'm just going to send you an album. I'm going to send you, like, yep. what I'm listening to. I'm not going to be like, hey, man, like, look at the algorithm of genre choices that Spotify has attributed to me. Yeah. Let's be... You know, like what? Like where does that go? Let's be friends. Yeah, it's almost like well, the out uh, Spotify you don't have it, but it also gives you like uh like recommendations for like concerts that are coming to your area based See, off the like music that. you listen to. I don't like that. So maybe it's like, hey, if you like Bill's playlist, maybe you should go with Bill here to go see. Yeah, fucking but see, like, I don't, I don't like that because then that center. goes in the same way with marketing techniques, where you know the whole like, oh, everyone's listening, and yeah. when you search, and then all of a sudden you're getting feed like ads yep, for things, like, yep. and that's what bothers me because then you're taking advantage of the same way supermarkets, like the way they set up their supermarkets to have like tasting foods and the deli close by, because then if you yeah. shop hungry. 
you're going to spend more money. So if you go and taste like a piece of ham while you're getting your ham sliced, you're going to go around and buy probably more fucking food because you, exactly. you got it on your mind. It's the same thing with like that type of strategy. Like I get it. It's fucking smart. Yeah. But again, like I like the realism of like if I'm going to go see a show, it's going to be word of mouth yep. or it's going to be simply I'm just like having to look for that specific band. You know, and I and I think maybe so like you mentioned the copyright idea like on a dating app. Maybe if you're on like Tinder or some shit like that, grinder for some. We don't know who our fan base is. Well, no, it doesn't even matter. That. It's just like, you know, if you're listening to You're matched up with somebody else, it's just like if exactly. you're listening to the South of Heaven the same time as this person, maybe you two or should link up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you know? that's the thing. Good like idea. I said, because music is that one thing, like I said, like you could be out there like I'm a thirty five year old math major and I just graduated from like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But if you listen to like, you know, human and sound of perseverance and yeah. you like, you know, anima better than 10,000 days, I'll probably hang out with you. Exactly. You know, um, but I think Spotify, like they, they, it's like no direction right now. Like, what are you doing with it? I just want to take a, take a moment here to, uh, thank Spotify for streaming our podcast and we hope I just want answers. <laughs> we just want to know. I just want answers. We're we're pulling in, and we'll take free in, tickets to any concerts available. By yeah, the way. exactly. We're pulling in listeners to your site. We just want answers. We That's don't want to get paid. We just yeah. want to know what's up. I'm not hating keep on the situation the at all. I'm more curious than anything. Yeah, just keep us in the loop. That's all we're asking for. All we're asking for. You know, and you if guys you need us at a board meeting, just email us. Uh, you know, at uh, retmpodcast@gmail.com. We'll be more than willing to sit on any board meetings and give any input. Put an insight from some, you know, average guys in the basement that use the platform. Yeah. We can give you like a test group. We'll, pr- we'll provide people. We'll yeah. find human subjects for you. It's like that South Park episode. Yeah. Uh, do you click accept? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, what is it? This the human centipod. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, last thing here in music news. Um, Yellow Card is resuming the uh, copyright infringement lawsuit against... Uh, Recently deceased uh, legend Juice World. Now hold on, before I get into this story here, has anyone heard of this fucking guy before he died? No. No. What no. about you, Connor? I think I've heard of him before. You have? I think I have. Yeah. See, so, yeah, and it's weird because like the only reason why I heard of him is my son was listening to his music. Okay, see that and, makes sense because you. Yeah, had- and it's just I mean, like me personally, I didn't discover him. It's not like oh my god, like but like my son listens to it and like it's like it's like one of those songs where it's like well his music in general is just like I j- I don't want to say like my son shouldn't be listening to it. I just think he's too young to be listening to like rap music and shit like that. Well, is it like emo you know? rap? Does it have that like sad? whiny voice to it like how would you describe no, it no, not like little wayne is that what you're talking about <laughs> not like well i'm saying there's like that newer wave of like mumble rap but it's more so of like that like extension fucking I, mean, um, I wouldn't consider it to be like mumble little rap. uzi vert yeah it's, it's not terrible don't get me wrong you know but it's just it's again it's not my style but yeah I, i've heard of it before you know he passed away all right. Well, getting back to the story here, um, Yellow Card are reportedly resuming uh, their lawsuit against late emo rapper Juice World for alleged copyright infringement. The response date for the defendants has been extended. All right. See, yeah. So it is emo rap. Um, the case was put on pause uh, following the tragic death of Juice World. Uh, Yellow Card claimed they were digesting the news. Um, they're seeking fifteen million in damages in the suit. They claim the rappers. Uh, 2018 hit Lucid Dreams was a knockoff of their 2006 track Hollywood Died. I'll take uh, news I don't care about for 500, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> like, like seriously, dude, it's because this is the problem. Because who the you, fuck is Yellow Card anymore? 
Yeah. Exactly. They're just looking for an opportunity. Exactly. That's what they do. Like, you know? for real. And here's the thing, though. This is the thing. It's like almost when we talked about in the last episode with the whole fucking, no. you know, the black and yellow, pink and yellow thing yeah. with Maximilian, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just two things about this. A, it's the fact that Yellow Card is trying to somehow become relevant in the sake of like just suing an artist, especially a posthumous artist now, um, to the point where also the Juice World situation, like I just remember seeing like I have like cousins and stuff and like I have a nephew that's 14 around that age, you know, my cousins and shit that like posted like like these memes where it's like, oh my God, all these people are going to come out and talk about how much they love Juice World. We never listen. Like, who gives a fuck, dude? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're going to all of a sudden be upset about an artist dying. The problem is, is these artists that do die and then people hold to such high recognition. Like we go back to Extension, like the mm-hmm. way he fucking beat his girlfriend yeah. with a fucking grill fork. All right. All these rappers, all they do, most of these guys are just, Hey, I drink promethazine and fucking codeine. I'm on that. Like they just have this whole atmosphere where, where like, where's this level of respect coming from for these artists? Exactly. Like, what are they? They're doing calling him a to, fucking legend. What has he done? I don't get Eminem's it. a fucking legend. Tupac's a legend. I saw this guy. Fucking Biggie is a legend. I saw this guy. Who the fuck is Juice World? Yeah, like post this Sounds thing. Sounds like a fucking with grocery like, store. It was like a TikTok video, and it was fucking like this white kid walked into a room and he played every character, but it was like the rap hall of fame in heaven or something like that. Oh, okay. And he walked in as Juice World, and like <laughs> Extension was there. Lil Peep. Lil Peep was there. <laughs> Mac Miller was there. And then somebody else was there. And then Tupac was the last one. Like what about Big Pun? Big L. Yeah. Biggie. Like you could name Easy fucking e. fifth yeah, fifty fucking rappers ahead of that guy that should deserve more credit than that. And it's just like this generation. Yeah. yeah. There's like no real rap. And it's not to say down like, oh, it's a different generation. I don't get it. No, it's like Brooklyn. lyrical content. So- Everything about rappers today, it's like there's no fucking quality. No. None. And for I'm gonna go out on a limb and say don't give a fuck. The problem is nope. before they didn't know nothing and now they know a whole fucking lot. Yeah. I just think you with are, the advancements in technology and the fact that you can have a recording studio on your phone and shit has kind of opened up the floodgates for shit like this. And, you know, whether it be good or bad, we're fucking left with motherfuckers like Juice World. Like, who the fuck is this guy? When you step up to the yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, honestly, yellow card only had one song that yeah, I know of, fucking Ocean fucking Avenue. Blue, yeah. Yeah. There's a place on Ocean Avenue. I I, I don't mind it, the yellow card, actually. So I'd have to say that, you know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the have yellow card's good or bad. I'm just saying no. that who the fuck are they in today's bad. world right now? It's terrible. Nobody. No, yeah, I, I agree with you saying that. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're <laughs> suing Juice World. <laughs> fuck, somebody's today. <laughs> Speaking of people that are nobody right now, our main topic this week I want to get into is some of the greatest or not so great one hit wonders. Me and Steve are over here. Oh yeah, I got yeah. We we uh, uh, me and Connor are like limited to, like to a piece, so we're not here for three hours. No, no. we're just gonna go over a brief <laughs> list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll go into a brief list and just talk about them and then we can chime in about like, wow, yeah, cool song. Because guess what? There's a few on here, but there's some that weren't mentioned. The one I'm gonna start out with is Jenny. By Tommy oh, Two Tone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because so, you want to just run through them. Just we'll run give, through. Them. Give uh, seals of approval or yeah. disapproval. Yeah. All right, all right. So, all right, yeah, so all right, yeah. run through your list. All right, I'll run well, through mine. There's going to be a couple. Well, I was going to say, have. let's give like a little thing right now. 
for those of you who don't know what a one-hit wonder is, it's a band or artist that literally has one song. One song that charted within the t- top 40 is the yes, technical right. definition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I have a couple artists in here who you wouldn't technically expect to be one-hit wonders, yeah. but okay. by technicality, the song itself, are. Like, Pearl exactly. Jam is technically a one-hit wonder. Really? They have a one-hit wonder song. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, so... Double-check that, actually. If that's the case, there's going to be a lot more. So, people. yeah, so I'm going to start... We'll get the seal of approval. We'll go down the original list, and then we'll go to the ad. So, obviously, I started with Tommy Two-Tone being Jenny, AC75309. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, I'm going to mention, Bill, this is directed specifically to you. You may disagree with this, but this is a one-hit wonder. Cherry Pie Warrant. Okay, no, scra- I, I agree. That Pearl Jam's technically not a one-hit wonder. Yeah, because I was going to say Alive and Even Flow. They didn't hit the top 40, but Warrant. they had some songs that did. Yeah. Warrant, Cherry yeah, Pie. Yeah, Warren's Cherry Black Pie, Circle dude. somehow hit the top 40, but not Alive or Jeremy. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, um, Cherry Pie, dude. It was their one-hit only wonder. fucking hit. Yep. And, and it's funny, because I would say, like, like Daff Labber pours some sugar on me, but we're not going to go into technical terms. of this one. With Warrant? Yeah, I don't fuck with that song. It's a one-hit wonder, though. Yeah, no, it's a one-hit wonder. I'm oh, just no, saying, I'm just, I don't no like that's it. what I'm saying. I'm going gonna, gonna to put it out there like as a one-hit wonder. That's the whole point. Out of the Warren discography, I, know, I don't listen to that song But at you all. give it a seal of approval? Yeah, it's a one-hit wonder. Do you like that song, Will? Yeah. She's and me and Connor are on the opposition. Not. We're just rolling around with seal of approvals here. Just wait to... No, no, we're not doing Taste that. so good, make a grown man one? cry. All right, the next one, okay, is by Carl Douglas. Household name, right, ladies and gentlemen? You know the song. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Uh, major approval. Da, 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 da. That's approval, yeah. Major <laughs> approval, dude. Those cats yeah. are fast Major as approval. <laughs> um, another one I have is by Pseudo Echo. Household name? Anybody know it? Nope. No. I'm sure you know no. the song Funky Town. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Is that like... Won't take, you take me yeah, to... Yeah, okay. Funky Town. Yeah. Hold on. Before we move on from this song, yeah. do you know that there is a version of this song that's somewhere out in the stratosphere that is RuPaul and Henry Rollins <laughs> what Whoa. singing this song RuPaul and Henry Rollins yes it was on Henry Rollins podcast Push he was in the he, matrix he said there <laughs> yeah, for real, there dude. was an album that was strictly one hit wonders and they've selected Rollins band and RuPaul to sing Funky Town together. And there is a version of that song. I'm in Funky Town. <laughs> <laughs> they said um, because Rollins' band uh, Wait, I think, came out or yep. something at the same time as this. Uh-huh. So Rollins' band, um, they're, I guess they're on DreamWorks. DreamWorks <laughs> pulled the plug on the fucking on the compilation album. So the song never saw dude. the light of day. Fucking but Spielberg. there is a version oh. <laughs> of Henry Rollins singing Funky Town. That's goofy as hell. All right. So, <laughs> all right, we're going to go into another artist. DreamWorks. It's just up. funny to say the artist before the uh, song because Jump it's just funny. How about Grover Washington? Household that, name? That name does sound familiar. Uh-huh. Sounds familiar, yeah. Just the two of us? Isn't that a president? No, it's oh, no, Grover, Grover Cleveland. No, Cleveland. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> but Grover just the Cleveland, two of us. George Washington, it's all the same. You're just yeah, the two of two us. Two fucking presidents in one. Do we George not know Clinton? This song? Yeah, of course you know the song. song. Just yeah. the two of us. Just oh, the yeah. two. Grover Washington. I'm partial to the Will Smith version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Daddy right. loves you. Daddy loves you. So That's I'm right. going to blend into Connor's list now because we both had this one on here, and I'll let Connor take the reins with the rest on his list. But this one, Eagle Eye Cherry. 
Eagle Eye oh, Chair. Major yeah. approval. Yeah, Save tonight. Yeah. Save tonight. Oh, shit. And fight, fight the break, the break of, of dawn come tomorrow. Absolutely, dude. Such a great it's song, my bro. shit right there. Yeah, that is that. I can get down another, with that fucking another song. Another cross-lister was Marcy Playground, Sex on Candy. That's oh, probably, candy. I'm going to say yeah. that's probably my favorite. Wow. Because that is like the that's perfect song yeah. for like, sound-wise. like sex Yeah. Yeah. See, this who's is the thing. Like, there's so many songs, dude, that like, who's that and it's funny because these one hit wonders like came out in our formative years. And it's just yeah. like, these are the songs that like we grew up with. And it's just like, we have yeah. no other recourse but to think of like, yeah, I fucking remember that song. Yeah, well, it's funny right. too, because there's a lot of bands like that where like I listened to them on the radio just because I was a small kid in my father's car and he would listen to 1029 all the time and I would hear certain bands and then like when I got older and like liked the band for other songs and then I heard a hit and I'm like oh shit that's that yeah. band you know what I mean <laughs> but then there's these like one hit wonders that there is no discography there is no yeah. like greatest hits I'm going to invest in but if I hear those fucking songs like I won't own an Eagle Eye Cherry album but that song yeah, your ass I'm listening thing, to it though, it's on the radio this is part of the topic I wanted to talk about why do you think they only have these one hits? Like, do you think it's something like the record label was just like, we only saw this in your uh, future and like now your acts combination of that. And it's just like, they, they, if they get you a song that's big, yeah, they kind of expect you to just ride the momentum of that. They don't want to put any more work into building anything else. Up, yeah. You know, and I guess at labels. that point, like you're yeah. supposed to take the reins and if you can't do it, I mean, exactly, that's why you see yeah. these other bands that continue to make music. I'm probably going to put it out there in the sense. All right. So we'll mention, I'll mention one more before I switch to Connor, but like, for instance, uh, the band lit, yeah, my own worst I'll enemy. Prove. Yeah, I'll so, for the longest time, I thought that was some forty-one. Yeah, the only reason I'm approving of that is because of American Pie soundtrack. Oh fuck yeah, fuck American Pie had a great soundtrack. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. And um, but here's the thing about it: I attribute the idea of like the yeah. one hit Please wonder artist. <laughs> Connor, uh, doesn't see ladies and gentlemen. He'll be around every Monday here at Rage Against Nature. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> the idea with like the one hit wonders, I think it's like almost like a professional athlete. Like some of them just have that talent in them for like one moment, yeah. but then like fade into the dust. Like Connor said, you ride the wave of this one song, yeah, and then you lose it, which sucks because like <laughs> I think I watched a live video of Lit and like the, it was like the end of, of a song, and you just see the crowd. It was like kind of like the BB&T setup. Uh... There's like nobody sitting there, and they're like, <laughs> all right, um. I guess we have to play this. Like he just like he was so <laughs> defeated, and everyone was like, gonna be? And then when they played it, you got to see like the crowd. But I mean, it's just certain bands just don't. I don't think have it in them creatively. Yeah. The you know, in the front yard, <laughs> <laughs> sleeping with my gloves on. Oh, I came in through the window. Anyway, That's where where are my divinals right. fans at? When I touch I think myself. About you, I touch yeah. myself. <laughs> awesome powers. Uh, yeah. yep. That right, song's actually got, on my iPhone. We yeah, got yeah. approval or not? Nah? I approve. Yeah, it's a good song. I approve okay. that. Yeah. I right. touch myself. What about tag team? Whoop! There it is. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Oh shit! What about uh? Hold on. We mentioned in tag team. What about crisscross? Jump. Yeah. Yeah. Jump. Yeah. Jump. Yeah. Jump. Yep. Yep. yeah. Um. How about Macy Gray? And I try. Yeah, that's, see, that's, I hate that. that fucking song. I love that. I, I'm, I I'm, hate that I'm, shit. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> nah, oh, man. No, nah, I'm not a fan. Oh, not doing it. Wait, hold on. That, why did that come not up? doing it. You know that she she sang on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's yeah, a, she sounded fucking yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. That's a great vocal on that track. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, not in that fucking parade flute. House of Pain. We got double. We got double entendre. One hit wonder here. We got 
House of Pain jump around and Everlast, what it's like. Same dude, different. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't jump around? That's in the very beginning of Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Remember at the birthday party? Jump around. That's the song they're listening to, jump right? Around. Jump up, jump up, and get. I down. think that's I think the song so, yeah. they're listening to. Yeah. I think that yeah. that song has a lot of fucking memories of me. I Breeders, Cannibal. Oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because that's even a good album. But that song is yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know what's funny? Anybody I mention that like that's a Pixies fan. Like yeah, you know the Breeders. Oh yeah, that's that band with. Uh, what's it called? Cannonball. Well, Cannonball. you know yeah, they like that's, that's all they know. They weren't <laughs> shooting for a hit with that. Hell that was no, a they were. Fluke. I yeah. love the video too. Yeah, because yeah. Kim Deal and her sister the are just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would take '90s Kim <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I like '90s Kim Deal. <laughs> Huge okay. fan. Uh, Delight. Groove yes. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's <laughs> fucking. I get. All right, I approve. The yeah. laws. There she goes. Yep. Oh yes. I think of. So I married an axe murderer, Mike Myers. I think of yeah. that as well as yeah. the Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, Terry Jacks. We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun. I think, oh yeah, shit! That. It's weird. Hills. Like when, when you say like the names of these people, like I don't know who the hell you're talking about. But as soon as you start this one's song, older, you automatically yeah. associate with it. It's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> OMC. No. How bizarre! Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. How bizarre! How bizarre! Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Meredith Brooks. The name sounds familiar. Yes, because right? I'm a bitch. Yeah. I'm a lover. Yeah. I'm a singer. I'm a yeah. saint. Stamp of approval. Yep. Yeah, definitely uh, unanimous. Blind melon. No rain. Well, it's, see, I oh, get yeah. what that song, but it's also not to bring up an individual we discussed earlier in the show that was cut out. It's a shame you'll never know who we're talking about, but I fuck with Blind Melon. And it started with this song, but then I listened to it's like his live track. albums. Yeah, like yeah. Shannon Hoon was just, he was like an excellent musician, just a great vocalist. They man. did that song for Schoolhouse Rock. Three yep. is the magic number. Yeah, 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 Dude, yeah. Nicole plays that song at least three times a fucking week. Technically, Loser by <laughs> Beck is a uh, one-hit wonder. Really? Mm-hmm. He never hit the top 40 mm-hmm. again after that. So That's a great song. Yeah. I approve. Dude, that fucking song is awesome. With the whiz. <laughs> I got uh I got one more too. The darkness. Oh fuck yeah. I believe oh, in yeah. a thing believe called love. love. Yeah. Yeah. So good, dude. Okay, I got yeah, two song. more. Time is a piece of wax. <laughs> falling on, on a splinter. Falling on a termite. Yeah. Choking on a splinter. <laughs> New radicals. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, you get what you give. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. a good song. Don't get up. Like it's almost like that's like that cliche like like nineties movie song. Marilyn Manson, you're all fakes run to your man. Oh my god, you just reminded me of two more, dude. (laughs) Oh man. Dude, that's like that like nineties movie song. Yeah. Uh Mazzy Star. Nah. Fade into you. It's uh I know that song. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great song. Uh it's kinda hard to sing. It's like uh Fade into you. Oh, yeah. okay. Nah, Strange. Yep. <laughs> it's a slow one. Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to end with two more because this has been a long list. Yeah, but is. you reminded me of one, Connor. <laughs> the first one, Weedus. Yes. Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah. Teenage Dirtbag. That was catchy, Daniel's man. favorite song. <laughs> too catchy. Because her ass was a Teenage Dirtbag. And then the last one is perfect because it's closing time. 
Okay. Oh, oh shit. shit! You stole approved. one of mine, man. Boom. What the fuck? Approved. That's such bullshit. <laughs> All right. I'm so, gonna, Will, you give that a stand approved? No, I'll I'm just guessing. go. I'll give you the stand approved. <laughs> this time's good. <laughs> Damn. All right, I got a couple here. All right, go ahead. Deep blue something. Disapprove. I never breakfast at Tiffany's. Song. You don't like Breakfast yeah, at Tiffany's? I approve that. It depends. It depends. That's the song that I have turned off just because I was in a bad mood. You but there's been moments where I'm like, yeah, like we've got no. There's certain songs even right if I'm a bad mood, it can help me. But it's like after Shirtrans Breakfast, and I'm like, no, <laughs> they're feeling this. We're doing it. I got one that's not on the list, but I just thought of now. Spin but, Doctors. Uh, oh yeah, Two Princes. I actually yeah, do. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Spin Doctors in general. That song's good though. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. that was a one hit wonder though. Hell yeah, but dude. I, I like that. Know by I'm, Spin I would be surprised. They, See, they, I'm, I'm not they, taking they, they like a Little Miss song or some shit. Little Miss can't be wrong. Little Miss can't oh, be yeah. wrong. Yeah. I never heard that one. Yeah, but that's yeah, exactly little, not you've little heard, you've heard, you've heard two yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Ice Ice Baby. All right, yeah. stop. Collaborate Disapprove. and listen. Disapprove. 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 Stolen sample from I'll a pedophile. Oh, whoa. Let's calm down now. Who? David Bowie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but whoa, it's whoa, Queen. Whoa, it's whoa, Queen. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a... Queen featuring David Bowie. Brian yeah. May admitted that David Bowie came up with the bass line. Uh, well, semantics yeah. at that point. The knack, yes. major approval. Major I sure one it. hit wonder of all. That time. is probably oh, yeah, the greatest yeah, yeah. one hit wonder of all time. The tubes. Yep. I'm not familiar with that song. Don't fall in love. Mm-hmm. She's one in a million. Uh, okay. Girls. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Why would I? I guess, like I said, you say like the name of the song, the band, and you're like, yeah, exactly. Until you sing it. You're like, oh shit. Uh, I could go either way. Well, that's why I was back. like, you know, you hear the song like when I like that was like the one when I read it. Yeah. Pseudo echo. Pseudo echo. <laughs> but then he, Funky Town. Oh, you know what I mean. Vertical, oh, yeah. Yeah. Vertical Horizon. Yes. Oh fuck yeah. You're a god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they, but they have, had they a have couple another hits. song. Yeah. You're a god. That's the song you said, wasn't it? I am not. Yeah. No, I thought well, they, they had. Song uh, too, He's everything you yes, want. Yes, everything oh, you want. Yes. Yeah, that's what it's called. But maybe that was and that was the bigger hit actually. And that hit like number one. I got one more. It might be probably one of the greatest one-hit wonders of all time. Chumba Wumba. I get knocked down. Major yeah. approval. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Piss in the night. That was actually probably away. one of the first one-hit wonders that like I heard that I sincerely enjoyed. Like, oh my know? god, it makes me think of uh, American Reunion. Yes. When the, the fucking the dude's go. like great soundtrack. See, yeah. makes sense. He's like, yo, we're getting Chumba Wumba to play the high school reunion. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, so you're up. My turn now, right? Well, mm-hmm. since you guys took everything, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I got a couple songs in here. Uh, so I took uh, Mambo Number no. Five, Lou Bega. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Remember him? I didn't even think um, about that. One, also, I put two, um, three, four, five. She's so high. <laughs> Tal Bach. Oh, she's so yeah. high. Oh yeah, I saw that on a couple lists. I was looking at. Bro, that is so weird because I just watched the commercial where that was in it. Really? And I went to, yeah, and I went and took a poop and I just like Googled She's So High and oh, okay. the lyrics and like it came up. Like I didn't there's even like a, even a song. There's a first. blur song that I always think of that no one knows. It's like one of their first singles, it's the same title. Do you know what that song, song reminds though. me of? Or what, what song reminds me of this? Foo Fighters Walk. Ooh. The opening guitar part. It reminds me of that song every time. I'm like, Dave Grohl, you fucking bastard. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Again. <laughs> Another one I got on my list. Uh, you remember Blue from Eiffel 65? Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Now, listen yeah, up. Yeah, Here's yeah. the story. 
Yeah. I remember. Bow, bow, I remember for the longest time they were always like the lyrics say, "I'm blue. I'm in need of a gun." They're gay, and I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm like eight years old. Like, why do? Why, why do I mean, care? With Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, I always thought in Purple Haze he was saying, "Excuse, Excuse me. me, while I, I kiss, kiss some guy." guy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's it, fine. It's all it's all like what you're thinking of at that moment. Like if you're thinking he's gonna say kiss this guy, that's what you, you hear. You can hear it, yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah. it sounds like to me. That's I what I thought it, it said not, too for yeah. the longest time. It's kiss the sky though, for yeah. those of you that don't know. Just in case. <laughs> uh, another one I got is uh barely breathing, Duncan Shike. Because I am barely yeah. breathing. Yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. can't find the air. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this is we should fucking you know what we're gonna do? We're going to create a public playlist on Spotify featuring all of these one-hit wonder bands that we gave the seal of approval. We're going to share this on our Facebook page. Yeah. So, you know, those of you that are listening on Spotify, you can come find us and check out our personalized one-hit wonders playlist. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, two more on here. Um, somebody that I used to know, Gautier. Oh, Major. Yeah. Wow. yeah I love that song. That's a good one, yeah. Solid. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that you to to cut me out. <laughs> and then uh, the last one is uh, Cold by Crossfade. Not familiar. Not familiar. What I really meant to say is I'm sorry for the way I am. Doesn't sound like Never meant to be so cold. You don't know that? No. Nah. It sounds, oh, like, wait, what sounds about, like Chad Kroger from Nickelback sings the chorus. What about Let the Bodies in the Oh, yeah, Drowning Pool. One, nothing's wrong with me. Two, Two, nothing's wrong with me. Three, still nothing's wrong with me. (laughs) Something's got to give. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta take shit. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so if we were to have to discuss what could be the greatest one-hit wonder of all time, what would we say? Oh, shit. My favorite is Sex and Candy, Marcy Playground. What about you, Connor? It might be Sex and Candy. It's like the really? only one that I can listen yeah. to, like really. Yeah, that's yeah. actually like to me a great song. Yeah, I think mine would be the the one barely breathing. Okay, it really like it's like one of those songs I listen to and it just like takes me back to like the nineties. Like it's like it's it's like an impressionable memory from that song. Yeah, kind of cool. Mine is definitely She's a Beauty from the Tubes. I listen to that song all the time. I love that song. The vocal harmonies are just that. That's what does it for me. But don't fall in love. Yeah. It's just it's just good. Oh, man. All right. So that concludes that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation because yes. I sure have. This might have been one of the, like, the funnest yeah, topics we've ever had. This is fun had. when you start like throwing artist names out there like, who? And then like, yeah. the song. Oh. Like, honest to God, I forgot about most of this shit that we just talked about. I thought Suzanne Vega was a one-hit wonder, but she had a, for that song. Uh, do, 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 oh, shit. Do, do, do. But, um, she had something no. else? She had that song. I was Wikipediaing it, Luca. Oh I'd yeah, yeah. Heard, I, um, that didn't ring a bell. Yeah, uh, his name is Luca. It's a, it's a song about like a girl getting the shit kicked out I'd of have her to in an upstairs it. apartment. That was Luca apparently was a bigger downstairs. hit than the one I thought of. But whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shows what I fucking know <laughs> about Susan Vega. Yeah, there's so Suzanne. many more. There's so many more. Now we're gonna take a turn to anything but a one-hit wonder. Last week, we um, suggested for you guys to watch the documentary Backstreet Boys, Show Them What You're Made Of. 
this is basically just the chronicle of the Backstreet Boys' history from, you know, them being young, little, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed kids in Florida to them being adult crybabies and uh, embarking on a tour after recording a new album yeah. that Howie is going to be singing main vocals on. Remember when he made a point of saying that? Yeah. Real quick, technically, Weezer's also a number a one hit wonder for Beverly Hills. Really? Yeah. That would, yeah, yeah. That's their only top forty I hit. Jesus, we could sit here all day. Yeah. Dude. All yeah. right, sorry. <laughs> Back, <laughs> <to> <laughs> boys. Back to the street boys. Um. Yeah. Basically, this just chronicles their you know history up until they go on their tour for 2013. Um. The only gripe I have with this whole thing is the lack of Ron Perlman stuff. Lou. Lou Perlman. Lou, yeah. Ron, I don't know why the fuck Ron I said Perlman Ron. is someone else. Yeah, Ron yeah. Perlman is a person. I uh, I have the same qualms with the movie. Yeah, considering I mean, the fact that we, if you literally Wikipedia or even Google Lou Perlman, the first thing that comes up is not necessarily what he did with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and like providing that boy band scene was more so the Ponzi scheme he ran, which was one of the largest Ponzi schemes in U.S. history yeah. of $300 million in fraud. And it's funny because the whole movie, they're talking about him leading up to it, but there's never like talk on like what happened because there's even a point in the movie where they show up at his old house and like i think he's in prison now right oh is he in like a four by shit like they're just kind of like briefly reminiscing yeah but like if you don't know the story you're like what the fuck like you know where how did this guy get his money how did he provide for them he was they said he was a billionaire from the rip you have no clue what happened yeah um and bill i think the best way you put it was uh this is literally the some kind of monster of boy bands you know. This is literally some kind of monster. I mean, we've recommended this before. Yeah. And if you guys had watched it and you watched this one, you could definitely draw some similarities between the two. Yeah, this is my yeah. and they even had the fucking freak out moment. Like the shut the fuck up. Shut the oh, fuck up. Super shut the fuck up. Stop dude. being the dick you know what's really fucking funny. I was watching it. I got up. I was literally watching it the other day. I, I, I was making a cup of coffee, so I was in the kitchen. Uh, my roommate was out on a date. He came in the door uh-huh. when that scene was happening <laughs> and was by himself in the living room while I'm getting the cup of coffee. And there's just this quiet moment of like the brewing sound and shut the fuck up. Shut the-. And then I just hear him like, dude, what are you watching? And I'm like, listen, man. And it was on his prime account. So yeah. he was like, this is going to be on my search history. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel just as bad. I couldn't bring myself to watch this one. It was, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely interesting. I mean, I, I watched it. I think the film could have been shorter. There was a lot of unnecessary yeah. shit that was in there. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I mean, obviously, if you're embarking on watching a film about the Backstreet Boys, you want to know a lot about them. But I thought there was just a little too much. Like, I didn't need to know your whole backstory, where you used to live, about your father yeah. dying from cancer. It's all sad. Don't get me wrong. But it was like drawn the fuck out. I was interested about, you know, what happened with Lou, whatever the fuck his name was. Perlman. You know, that was interesting to see. Like you guys said, I would agree to, to see more into it. How much money did they really think he smuggled from them? You know, those types of numbers, that kind of stuff interests me. Yeah. But as far as like everything else goes and like, hey, you know, we're older, we're crybabies now. Like that really just, um, that was the only thing that turned me off. I just yeah. think it could have been shorter and other other things could have been searched through in the, yeah. in the film. It almost just seemed like this was like a money grab type thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, you know, let, let us show everybody... A money grab thing from the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? They need money already? <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you know, like Fucking coming from a place where I where I enjoy the music of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh, but don't get me wrong, I love the Backstreet Boys. I if, love their music. Every album they brought out was great. And you know, we can argue about this all the time. I could care less what these guys have to say over here because they disagree. I don't know. But I think the last put this album way, they put out wasn't um, that good. If this was a vote in the Senate fifty fifty, it would get thrown out. So Yeah, well, at least I got fifty percent on my uh, side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say every album they put out was okay, good. Let's forget about the last album. Like, like I would say, like if you, you self titled Millennial and Black and Blue. Everything were good. they Wait, did, like you, you know, guys actually dived into their whole discography. I didn't I, have to dive I into it. I just thoroughly it. enjoy the Backstreet Boys. Okay, so you can you can I, I can see what you're have doing. Have you seen here. the episode of King of the Hill? <laughs> I can see you right now. <laughs> Which one? Well, you're Bobby trying to gets deflect. into like a Backstreet Boys type band. I'm feeling like Hank right now. He's scared to admit it. You're trying feeling. to deflect He's right scared now. To you admit love his the Backstreet true Boys. Feelings. I said yeah, I do. I just said I enjoy the Backstreet yeah. Boys. I go on like every episode and say that I like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I like the Backstreet I'm Boys. I'm deflecting I shit. Yeah, we need a little bit of cultural diversity here. We're okay with this here at Rage Against the Mainstream. But I'm going to be sitting over here. Yeah, that's um, fine. The uh, non-backstreet Everybody's boy, welcome boy to band. Their opinion, you know. Let me ask you a question though, seriously though, because um, it's not even to degrade the idea of what you like or don't like. It's just so with Backstreet Boys, do you enjoy NSYNC, LFO, like ninety-eight? Do you like the whole scene or just specifically Backstreet um, Boys? So I do. Scene. I so as far as you look at like you know, so, well, I understand what he's cultural saying. Cultural movement. Uh, yeah, it yeah, was, dude. The boy band band movement. I We're not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here because I don't like them, but I'm not going to deny the fact that they were one of the biggest things in our childhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I will not deny. Through major corporate funding. Through major, but that just happened to be the times. That's literally think, what happened. I yeah. think a lot of it also develops with like with the Backstreet Boys coming out. My sister was a huge fan. She played their shit all the time. So yeah. that's kind of like really what it I was listened like, oh, to. That's the same thing so, with like, fucking the Spice Girls. Was, like, the <laughs> second, well, Spice Girls too. I yeah. like Spice Girls. <laughs> but like NSYNC Spice was like another band. But as far as like you know, LMO, what the fuck's the other LFO, LFO, LFO yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever the heck it was, and uh, 98 Degrees, not so much. Yeah. It's just really those two. But Backstreet Boys are just kind of, you know, their music, their music about, just uh, flows. New Kids on the Block. I like some of their songs. That, was it uh, The Right Stuff? or Yeah, The Right Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. Because mm-hmm. oh. I can get like with like Boys to Men and shit, and, like some of those older. Way different. Yeah, but that's the idea that's of like where R&B. that spawned. Was like that like yeah, that, yeah, but it that's did spawn that from spawned that. They the grew, idea. They drew a lot of influences from all like Boys to Men. Or all for one. All for one. Yeah, now obviously I the swear. boy band movement was totally different, but that's where they drew the influence from. So I think like that's kind of where I draw the line. I think again, it's just timing. Um, I was yeah. like already like listening to certain stuff, so it was already like I was around people that, you know. It just that wasn't acceptable, so it was easy for me to not oh, like it. And then wrong. I didn't like go to school saying, "Hey guys, check out this yeah. Backstreet Boys album." We've talked about this on one of our other episodes. Like this was like behind closed door yeah, shit yeah, yeah. until I became old enough to decide. Like you know, what? I don't give a fuck what people. Well, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. If I'm gonna enjoy this music, I'm gonna enjoy it. I used to say that shit friends, in school. Sing it like I used to go like, "Yeah, I like the Backstreet Boys," and I started getting made fucking fun exactly. Of. Yeah, so yeah I'm the same way shit. now with Absolutely like not. me getting older. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking an opposite turn. I'm gonna wear a Cannibal Corpse shirt to school. Yeah, like the guilty pleasure thing's kind of over. Like, there's a lot of shit that I just flat out admit to that I normally didn't like. Yeah. Pop, like the pop punk scene, I for some reason fuck with a lot of pop punk bands. It's really fucking weird. It's just one of those and, things, uh, dude. Like you like what you like. Yeah, you know. Like I can go home and listen to I Come Blood, yeah. and then listen to you know All I Want for Christmas Is You. We don't what's know the what's the pop gonna punk happen. stuff you like. Um, actually, hold on. What do I like on here? You like all time low. All time low. I really. Them. Yeah. You like Mayday Parade? Disapproved. No, I don't like Mayday Parade. Hold on, I have a whole playlist, dude. It's fucking super weird. I like. Uh, yeah, here we go. I like Pop. The story so far. State oh, champs. I did remember. Uh, story of the year. All they time low. Okay. I like, I like some. I like the early. The used. Taking back Sunday. Paramore. 
Taking Back Sunday? Taking Back Sunday. Early Taking Back Sunday. Taking back Sunday. Like Liar, You're So Last Summer, yeah. that whole thing. Um, I'm not even going to lie. Uh, yeah, The Used. I like fuck with The Early Used. But yeah, story so far. I can't even fuck with Blink-182. I grew up with Blink-182. Blink-182 is greatest hits band for me. Yeah. There's no yeah, albums can, front to back. Yeah. Yep. But I could make a four-team song playlist of that. If yeah. I hear any other songs on the radio, save for Maybe I Miss You, I'm probably turning it off. <laughs> yeah. I'm All right. I can understand. So, that. Connor, you're excluded because you didn't watch it. But Steve, Con- uh, Steve, Will, and I, what do you guys rate this movie? One to ten. So, the way I typically rate movies, um, movies I have to compare to, obviously, films like we did last week with Sid and Nancy. This being a documentary, I usually yeah. rate things a five if it's like worth a view, in my opinion, and anything higher than that is just gravy. Yeah. Giving this a three. A three? A three. Wow. And the only reason why is because there were some things in there that I did not know about. Yeah. But most of it was like, okay, that makes... All right. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. And then the whole missing piece with Lou Pearlman and exactly yeah. what the fuck happened. So if there was more it. about Lou, you would have given it a Put it this way. Yeah, like we discussed this. If they came out with a Lou Pearlman film on Netflix, yeah. I'm watching it. Yep. And if they tied in the Backstreet Boys as a part of his story... Yeah. I would be interested, especially the way he created NSYNC and we talked in the movie, like direct competition it was right when Backstreet Boys was peaking and he creates this other act. But mm-hmm. there was like really no, like Lou Pearlman was like this figure in this movie that if you did not know about him already, yeah, you're left with fucking questions and that kind of bothered me. What about you, Will? Um, so I think for me, obviously, since uh, Steve's not big of a Backstreet Boys fan, um, so this kind of takes a little bit better... We don't need your opinion. It's okay. No, it's okay. Um, so I'm a back, I'm a Backstreet Boys fan. I you know I like their music and all. But as far as the film goes and covering like what what their lives were before, and you know what they're doing now, like there was a lot of I, I just I just don't think it was put together very well. I would like to hear more about Lou, yeah. and, you know, and the things that he did as far as you know conflicting with their rise to fame. Um, so I mean, I'd have to give the film probably like a seventy or a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. There was some interesting things in there that I didn't know about. Like, you know, I really didn't know before watching this film anything about this Lou guy and yeah. you know, how he basically s- smuggled money from them, you know, stealing and how he created NSYNC. I didn't know that either. You know, so there's there's some definitely some interesting points. Yeah, I'm going to meet you guys. parts of the films they could have left out. I'm going to meet you guys in the middle and give it a five, five out of ten. I feel like it wasn't horrible. It's definitely not worth a second watch. There, uh, no, definitely not. Then again, like I'm the guy that sits down and watches like the behind the scenes shit. I'm the one that listens, you know, the audio commentary over a movie or the featurettes. Like I'm that guy. So to learn all this shit about them, I found it to be cool. The Lou Pearlman thing, they could have done more and they didn't. Um, then the fucking crybaby factor of it, like that, yeah, that was, was more comical than anything. I and mean, all you saw for I'm, Lou was was basically his empty house and pictures of them in the hot tub with him. Yeah, so I want to like, hear about how he touched them. Like exactly, you know damn well he did. This is what you want to hear about, Bill. Yeah. I want to hear about how he touched Howie. Yep. <laughs> that's why he wants to be the front man now. <laughs> yeah, that's he's why to be on the bottom. Yeah, he's trying to overcompensate <laughs> for the shit. fact that Lou touched him. I'm not gonna lie though, that whole crybaby scene in the conference with all their oh, fucking MacBooks dude, and everything. Oh my God. I was probably skating at a four at that point. Like enough to say, like, you could watch it. Shut I the wouldn't. fuck up. But as shut soon as I heard up. that, like every shut the fuck up, it was just dropping down a piece of a point. A piece <laughs> of a point. It was like it was like Bitcoin stock, dude. It was just fucking falling every goddamn second. Stop being the dick that everyone knows you are. And I'm not wor- scared and of you worst, anymore. The worst was like my fucking body walked in and has high respect anymore. for my musical taste. And I was like, dude, I'm watching this for a purpose. This is for professional reasons. <laughs> you to explain yourself. Don't blame See, me. This you got to put the foot yeah. down. But like, no, I'm watching this shit because I enjoy. I was it. like, you don't have to move out. I'm not going to touch you. I promise. <laughs> like. Okay. 
God. My name's Steve, <laughs> not Lou. Please. <laughs> I'm not Michael. It's All right. So, so, uh, so our score, our score is a 50, um, five out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 69%. The audience score was an 84%. It was probably, you know, compiled of like 13 year old girls. Yeah. Um, IMDB gave it a 7.6 out of 10. So they obviously have shit for brains. And Metacritic gave it a 42%, which I feel like is right on par. Right. Um, the Times, uh, U- the UK Times, uh, Wendy Isle says, the result is rather more interesting than you might expect. I beg to differ, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I beg to differ. I'm going to add that one in there. I'm going to have to feel, I'm going to have to see how I feel like when I'm editing it, if I want to call her a bitch or not. I'd just go for it. Yeah, but that that bitch was almost like a bat. That was a Backstreet Boys bitch. I begged a different bitch. (laughs) It's a very, it's a very bitch, dude. Bitch. Yeah, that was really. That wasn't a really like uh, convincing bitch. I hope you know that now I'm going to edit you saying that. Going fine, (laughs) bitch. Stupid bitch. I begged a different bitch. Such a bitch. (laughs) Fuck you, Roger Ebert. Um, Michael Craig from The Guardian says it's a tale of broken friendships, rickety knees, backstabbing managers, independently funded, acoustic led latter day albums that should act as a warning to any up and coming boy band. He must Dude. be referenced to the beginning of the film where they're walking through the woods. Yeah, and AJ's oh, like, like, Oh my knees. This. So this guy watched the first two minutes of the film and made a fucking You know what was awesome song. speaking of that? Like in the first five minutes where they're playing soccer with like yeah. six year olds in yeah. London and they're like sweating. Yeah. Like their shirts are like soaked through. Like, are these dudes like really like working? You're in this like fucking, you know, twelve by sixteen soccer field. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like dying. Of Getting your asses kicked. It was crazy. Um the last one I got here is from Neil Genslinger from the New York Times. Uh, Backstreet Boys Show Me What You're Made Of is a film that only fans who are seriously over-interested in that once formidable boy band yes, could love. I would agree. That makes 100%. 100%. That is perfect. That is, uh, like I said, I, I enjoy the Backstreet Boys music, but like this just was too much for me. You literally got yeah. to see that in the reviews. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Connor, if he had actually watched it, he would have been on board with my fucking yep. three-point review. Yeah, it, it just, I don't know. Like I said, if... If you are, you know, into getting facts and learning history, then this is kind of like cool. But literally, other than that aspect of just learning something new, it's not worth watching. Yeah. Honestly, this could be figured like everything in that they have said in this movie could have been in like a pop up video. It was like uh when we watched twenty seven going too soon. Exactly. Um it was literally the same. I mean, thing. it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, because well, that was just a way worse. Yeah. movie like it was just poorly done exactly but it was the same thing and the idea that a lot of this was like there was no real intel that was like holy shit like yeah. you said like well you didn't really know about the lou perlman thing right so that's where the excitement factor yeah, came absolutely. in i like knew about it but wanted to know more about it and that's well, what exactly I'm I still know more yeah that's well, what i'm saying you know? so now you're intrigued in the sense of yeah, like now i'm excited exactly. for when they release this documentary you're gonna tell them about right? yeah gonna write into Netflix. Tell yeah, I'm actually you writing hear us that Netflix. letter. I, yeah, yeah you know. I got to meet with my editor. Yeah, perfect. That sounds soon. great. I'm real excited I just about need this. a letterhead from Rage Against the Mainstream so we actually have some credibility yeah, here. Right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I want royalties for that film. All right, so you heard it here. Backstreet Boys show what you're made of is a flaming pile of hot dumpster garbage shit. Don't watch it. You know, it, it, it's just something I wouldn't suggest watching again. Let's get into our suggestion of the week. Connor, what do you have? I'm going to recommend Jimi Hendrix Experience's second album, Axis Bold as Love. Hell yeah. Um, 
if you're not familiar with the album, you could check out Castles Made of Sand. That's a good uh, introduction to it. Um, so I like to think of Jimi Hendrix's albums, the, th- the three experience albums, as the first one with like Purple Haze and Hey Joe is like the classic one. Yeah. The second one, Axe hey, is Bold Joe. as Love, is like the loosest one where Jimmy was kind of most comfortable and like just really letting his guitar like do the talking. Yeah. And then the third one, Electric Ladyland, is when he really got uh studio yeah. uh, um shit at his disposal. Yeah. Well, so, as technology got better, you know. Yeah, I think I think Electric Ladyland he went from having a four track on the first two to like a 16 track. And that must have been fucking crazy. I mean, obviously right now we can have as many tracks as we want on a song. Like if, if someone wanted to dive into Jimi Hendrix without knowing much, I would access would be the last album I'd recommend to start with other than band of gypsies. Yeah. Um, but if you're a Jimmy fan who really always liked everything you heard, but wants to dig more, go for Axis. My suggestion I have here is um, it's from Theory of a Dead Man, actually. Uh, the song's called History of Violence. It's off their seventh album. It's actually not uh, supposed to be released till January 31st of uh, this year. So just in a couple weeks here, it's coming out. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good song. And uh, I, I enjoy the album, to say the least. I've always uh, liked uh, Theory of a Dead Man. So it's kind of cool to see that, you know, the music's still good as they're rolling through their albums, you know. Cool. Um we we didn't really discuss this too much in news over the past couple of weeks, but we're already familiar with one of my favorite guitarists being John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I believe at one point I recommended Blood Sugar Sex Magic, so I'm not going to do that, but I will recommend his first album with the Red Hot Chili Peppers being Mother's Milk, yep, yeah. released in 89. <laughs> um, the song I'm going to recommend is Taste the Pain. Um, yeah, that's a good Great song. I think, I just, I mean, that album just, you figure 1989. John sings on that one, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, that was just such a definitive album to start to change. And then when, you know, Blood Sugar Sets Magic comes out in what, 90 or 91? It was like, uh, Blood Sugar Sets Magic was 91. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, I I think that album was like definitive and like really solidifying that band as being who they are today. And especially him being back in the band. Very excited if they do some new shit. Nice. Um, my personal suggestion for this week is also my new and interesting. It's uh woven war tempest. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that deserves a listen from people. Pretty much that it's only one album. Uh, their self-titled woven war. Um, every song in there is pretty fucking good. Uh, tempest is definitely the standout track. Um, if you're a fan of heavier music, if you're a fan of, you know, uh, actually if I were to, put it into perspective with another band it's almost like uh like parkway drives new album uh the reverence our group suggestion for this week is the movie remastered tricky dick and the man in black um it's another one of the remastered series on netflix um it's a, it chronicles johnny cash's 1970 visit to the white house where cash's uh, emerging ideals clashed with richard nixon's policies nice I think it's going to be a pretty pretty solid view. I mean, I yeah, hope yeah, it's better it. than the fucking... I've seen it. Is it better than yeah, the uh, Robert Johnson yeah. one? Yeah. All right, good. The, that Robert Johnson one was total shit. Yeah. That thing was horrible. I agree. Oh, it's the same uh, series? Yeah, remastered. All right, guys. Well, that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, this Rage Against the Mainstream signing off. 
Um, you know, as always, get us on our social medias, uh, facebook.com slash RATM podcast, uh, Instagram and Twitter at RATM podcast. And as always, our email is open for submissions, suggestions. You want to talk about anything? Shoot us an email at RATM podcast at gmail.com. You can, you can find basement box office. If you care to hear me and we'll talk about at uh, Instagram and Twitter at BBO Podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash Basement Box Office Podcast, and uh, Basement Box Office Podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, this is Ray Jensen Mainstream signing off for the evening. I'm Bill, Connor, Steve, and I'm Will. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>